Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, so I'm just doing a really fast stream. I um, am going to be talking about anxious attachment. And this is going to be episode two for the Jing Dynasty podcast. And super excited that I'm doing that again. Um, again, the show is just basically me talking about whatever. Um, me just being a 35-year-old 6'2 Amazonian warrior just trying to get through life, right? Um, so I did want to talk about anxious attachment because I saw a post on it today and it super resonated with me. Good morning, Alaskan Sharky. Um, love when you guys drop reminders and say hi to me. Seriously? Alexa, turn off. Sorry. <laughs> We're doing it live, folks. Um, anyway, so basically I saw this post, um, by the holistic psychologist. And if you don't follow her already, she's absolutely amazing and has really changed my life. But she said, some people with anxious attachment describe an internal feeling of emptiness and a constant need for external validation, attention, and reassurance. And then she goes like super deep into what, um, anxious attachment style kind of looks like and where it comes from. So she says that people can develop anxious attachment style from parent figures with chronic anxiety, parent figures who look to children to get their own needs met, neglecting child's needs and process, and then parent figures are shut down, cold and unresponsive. Parent figures expect child to raise themselves or siblings, parentification. Parent figures are unpredictable in behavior, walking on eggshells. Parent figure are highly overprotective, anxious. Parent figure has Jekyll and Hyde persona, different in public than at home, in extreme sense. Um, for me, I definitely think I, I struggled with this when I was a child. I think that... Both of my parents seemed super anxious all the time. Um, they were, one of the parents was definitely could shut down and be cold and unresponsive. And the other one worked a lot. Um, and then it was basically like, I think that like I had to raise myself and my siblings. So parent figures expect child to raise themselves or siblings is on here. And then unpredictable behavior was definitely me as well. Some of the other ones don't really align, but like I'm thinking if I'm getting more than half of those, then that's pretty clear that I'm anxious attachment. And to be honest, I'm, I know that I'm an anxious attachment just by my behavior and what I've read from it. So it's common for those with anxious attachment to ghost people when they get too close, have an intense fear of being alone, have a high level of conflict within relationships, have issues with communication, subconsciously sabotage relationships. Um, and how they can show up in relationships is that a strong abandonment wound, a fear that they'll be abandoned or left as they were in childhood, feeling anxious or suspicious of partners when in relationships, obsessing over partners, saying yes to everything and overbooking yourself, not having or setting boundaries, chronic people pleasing or appeasing, self-betrayal or self-abandonment for love. Um, and again, like checking off things for myself and... Um, I don't ghost people. I, I absolutely think ghosting people is not okay. And I think I've repeatedly said that. Um, 
I just think it's brutal to do that to someone. Um, even if you, even if I only go on a, like one or two dates with someone, if they hit me up to go on another day, I'm just like, Hey, listen, um, whatever the reason, right. I just, I, I would never just ghost them. I actually find it kind of gross. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I definitely think I have to wrestle with an intense fear of being alone. Um, high level of conflict within relationships, like picking fights. Um, I definitely have issues with communication. Like I love talking about everything, but the issue and then subconsciously sabotaging relationships. I think that that's definitely something that's happened to me in the past. Um, and I do think that I do have this fear of being abandoned. Like when I get into, um, relationships, I'm like super scared that the person is going to be like pulling away all the time. Honestly, this second slide is like all me. I'm never really suspicious of partners though, to be honest. I'm never, but I'm anxious about them. Like I'm like, are, do they still like me? Do they still want to be with me? Um, and saying yes to everything and overbooking myself, definitely a problem. Not having or setting boundaries used to be more of a problem. Definitely getting better about it. Um, chronic people pleasing or appeasing self betrayal and abandonment. Like, gosh, I can, can't emphasize this enough. Like I have been, I have been working on all of these things for like a few years now. And I thought that I was like pretty healed. I was like, you know what? I went and did hypnotherapy. I've read all these books. Um, I do therapy once a month. I was at one point doing it once a week. You don't even want to know how expensive that was. But I felt like I had gotten to a really great point. And then um, I started dating this guy. And he was like the first guy I've dated seriously in um, like probably like four years. And um, I noticed that I was like picking fights and we were having communication issues and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had to take a hard look at myself. I had to be like, this is you. This is your anxious attachment style acting up. This is your fear of abandonment. Um, this is you subconsciously sabotaging like something great. And I'm really proud of myself for recognizing that and working on it with my current partner. Um, and I also think it's important though, that you, you know, read books that you're going to therapy so you can understand yourself better. You can understand your weaknesses better and you can figure out how you need to love yourself and you can talk to your loved ones about how you can be loved or how you need to like, need someone to help you through a tough situation, right? And I don't think people do that at all. I think people just hope to steamroll ahead. Um, they don't like talking about things that are uncomfortable. And truly, like, the best way for you to develop intimacy with a person, like, on TikTok all the time, I'm like, I see these people and they're like, I can't find someone, I can't find someone. And I hate to say this, but you have to take a look at yourself. If you can't find someone, then, like, it sounds like you have walls up that you're not being vulnerable, that you're subconsciously sabotaging really great things. And I did not want to admit that. And recently I've, I have had to, and I'm still not saying I'm perfect, man, I am far from it, but, and it'll be an ongoing process, right? It's not like I'm going to be healed overnight. Like I still have my weaknesses. I still have my demons and they're going to flare up, but at least I'm aware. So 
instead of being like, there's no good people out there, you know, take a look at yourself because maybe you're the one who's pushing those great people away. Sorry, just being real right now. Um, so let me see here. I'm going to go to the next slide and it says that the core of anxious attachment is being raised in an environment that's emotionally neglectful, inconsistent or chaotic where the child cannot fully develop a sense of self. Extremely neglected during my youth, extremely inconsistent from both parents and extremely chaotic. My dad and my mom were a Scorpio and a Gemini and I love them. I have great relationships with both of them now, but growing up, these were like highly reactionary, volatile people. Um, and it was, it was definitely tough being a kid and it, it forced me to become really hard and, um, and, and really, I just put on this like really tough exterior at a young age. I just remembered I had to start protecting myself because of what I was dealing with at home and what I was dealing with at school. Cause I was getting bullied at school and home basically. And, um, and so I just became really hard and protective and it totally messed up my energy. Like I became super aggressive and not soft and not kind. And that's like something I've had to work on. Like I'm a very kind person, but I think I can be very, um, aggressive and straightforward and I need to like learn on softening things up. Um, my boyfriend's in here. He could get real AF if he wanted to about my anxious attachment issues, but it's fine. Actually, please. We should have brought him on the podcast. Maybe next time I'll bring him on and he can talk about it. Um, but yeah, so it's just like something that I'm working on. Like I definitely reading this post today, I knew I wanted to talk about it. It said some people with anxious attachment describe an internal feeling of emptiness and a constant need for external validation, attention, and reassurance. And I think the unhealed version of myself really, really needed external validation and attention, reassurance. And then like, I think over time I was just kind of like, why am I asking this of people? Like, why don't I just see it in myself? And I know that sounds so stupid. Like I, I think for people who have secure attachments with themselves and with, uh, with their relationships, like they're like, they just don't think about this. But when you're an anxious attachment, you're, you've been like neglected and never got attention when you were a child and you never got complimented. You were probably like beaten down a lot. And like my mom was Chinese and her culture, like she didn't say I love you to me till I think I was like 12 and we were on the phone and I started crying and was like, before she hung up the phone, I was like, why don't you ever say I love you to me? I was like, everyone's, everyone else's mom say I love you you know, before they hang up the phone. And it's kind of funny because now ever since that moment, she's like, I love you. I love you. She wants to make sure that like, I heard her say, I love you, you know? Um, but I, and that actually speaks volumes about speaking your truth, you know, but I was 12 and I didn't really understand what speaking my truth was. Cause I had this like Gemini and Scorpio parentage and they were really intense and real. I've, felt like I had no voice with them, you know, which probably explains a lot about like why I talk too much and over explain. And now that I like actually can talk, I'm kind of like do it a little too much, but anyway, yeah. 
So um, I just thought that I would like hop on, do a quick stream and talk about um, this because I just felt like it. And that's kind of what the Jing Dynasty podcast is going to be. It's just going to be me talking about random thoughts that come to me. Um, and I'm on my my Twitch stream right now and on my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that jazz. So if you don't already, please make sure you follow me there. And um, we're hoping to do this podcast bi-weekly. I'm going to start posting clips on my social media. But um, I think mental health is super important. So if you ever want to talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, just go to patreon.com slash Jackie Jing. I've been through a lot in my life. I lost my brother. Um, I definitely didn't have the most secure childhood growing up and dealt with a lot of bullying as well. And, um, like I'm really open to talk to people about that stuff. People, my patrons talk to me about mental health all the time. Um, I think Ray Ray sent me like an essay on it this morning, but, um, I just like realized that, you know, I'm, I would like to, um, open myself up to chat with people more about this. And I also think that, um, if you want to hit me up on Patreon to learn about like being a content creator or you want career advice or you want dating advice, love advice, whatever, um, you know, I, I'm a resource. So uh, make sure you go to patreon.com slash Jackie Jing. That's actually in my link right now. But OK, I got to go get my haircut because I haven't gotten a haircut in a year. And we're talking about neglecting self-love. So I'm going to get on that. All right. Love y'all. Thanks for listening. And I'll probably stream later today or tomorrow or something. You know me. Just all the whims. So. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.